0: Rejoice, rejoice, amen. You shall come to the Lord, Israel. Oh, come now, day, spring up. Dark shadows blood to fight Rejoice, rejoice
1: Welcome in, welcome in, Merry Christmas y'all, Merry Christmas Eve, Set of Acantus in the chat, 07s, Merry Christmas brother, hope all is well, welcome in, welcome in, SeanathanCorey.com, LibertyLinks.io slash SeanathanCorey, find, subscribe, follow, rate, review, all the good stuff, share uh, my stream and my blogs and my clips and my social media with all your friends, and all your enemies, all the people. That was uh, the Petersons starting us off hot. Starting us off hot. Look at the Angels from the Peterson family starting us off hot hot today. Uh, make sure to find and follow them on YouTube. We are going to start off with another clip uh, real quick. This one is um, from the most watched Christmas special of all time. A Charlie Brown Christmas. Epic. Watch Charlie Brown Christmas this this year with your fans. With the fan bam. Um, And yeah, we'll watch this clip. It'll tie into what we're talking about today. It'll all make sense in a few moments. Um, I guess after everything goes wrong, Charlie Brown cries out, Can anyone tell me what the true meaning of Christmas is? And little Linus, oh little Linus, steps up in front of everyone and provides... The real meaning of Christmas for us all, reading from uh, the Gospel of Luke. So we'll play that here, when I can figure out technology.
2: (laughs) I guess you were right, Linus. I shouldn't have picked this little tree. Everything I do turns into a disaster. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel A multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown.
1: That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. That is what Christmas is all about. The best part of the whole speech is uh, Linus. Oh, sweet little Linus. Holding on to a security blanket as usual, sucking his little thumb, right? The one thing he can never let go of is that little blanket. The one thing he always has to cling on to for comfort, right? But at that very moment that Linus recites the words of the angel, fear not, he drops the blanket, lets it lie down on the floor beside him simple, powerful, and beautiful. We have our fears, our desires, our dreams, our wants. We want things to happen our way. We cling to the stuff and the things around us in an attempt to find joy and hope and peace, love and light that only the Lord, our God, can ever truly provide. We are often challenged by him to let go of our idols and the things that we cling on to in the here and now, right? Our stuff, our temporary stuff, in order to have that, that illusion of feeling free or safe, you know? Um, but we're often challenged to let go of that by God. We'll get into that here. In the Christmas story, we'll read it. We'll read Luke 1 and 2. And, um like Lil Linus did. (laughs) But the whole story here, and then we'll dive into some of the unlikely characters. Because the Christmas story not only tells us the origin story of the Savior who came for us all, but it beautifully illustrates how ordinary, unlikely, lowly sinners, like ourselves, responded courageously to the unwanted and unbelievable call of God upon their lives. No matter the consequences, no matter the sacrifices required, These people had faith and they acted obediently and they are models for us to do the same, right? They're inspirations and role models for us to act accordingly. So get out your Bibles. Everyone get out your Bibles. We're going to be in Luke 1, chapter 1, verse 5, all the way through Luke 2, chapter 2, verse 20. Demon Hunter, what's going on? (laughs) Merry Christmas. God bless you as well, brother. Got my boy, Sed, and my boy, Demon Hunter. Oh, sevens, bear sevens in the chat for my boys. Um, John on kick says, you stream pretty good. That's why I followed you. (laughs) You stream pretty good. Thanks, thanks, brother. Thanks, John underscore zero zero one. I would love to make friends and be a fan. If you wish, kindly chat me on Discord. My username is Wilson. Okay, maybe. I got kicked off of Discord for uh, being too hateful, <laughs> for preaching the gospel and posting funny memes. I got banned on Discord, so it's probably not gonna happen, John, sorry. Get out your Bibles, turn to Luke 1, the best gospel. All four, All four of the gospel books are amazing. Luke 1's my personal favorite. The birth of John, the Baptist foretold. And then we'll get into these characters. Pay attention, read along, and then we'll dive deeper into these uh, unlikely characters in the uh, first gospel story, in the OG Christmas story, the birth of our king. When Herod was king of Judea, there was a Jewish priest named Zechariah. He was a member of the priestly order of Abijah, 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 and his wife Elizabeth, who was also from the priestly line of Aaron. Zechariah and Elizabeth were righteous in God's eyes, careful to obey all of the Lord's commandments and regulations. They had no children because Elizabeth was unable to conceive, and they were both very old. One day, Zechariah was serving God in the temple, for his order was on duty that week. And as was the custom of the priests, He was chosen by Lot to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and burn incense. While the incense was being burned, a great crowd stood outside, praying. While Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the incense altar. Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. But the angel said, Don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give you a son, and you are to name him John. You will have great joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. He must never touch wine or other alcoholic drinks. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth. And he will turn many Israelites to the Lord their God, He will be a man with the spirit and power of Elijah. He will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children, and he will cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. Zechariah said to the angel, How can I be sure this will happen? I'm an old man now, and my wife is also well along in years. Then the angel said, I am Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of God. It was he who sent me to bring you this good news. But now, since you didn't believe what I said, you will be silent and unable to speak until the child is born. For my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah to come out of the sanctuary, wondering why he was taking so long. When he finally did come out, he couldn't speak to them. Then they realized from his gestures and his silence that he must have seen a vision in the sanctuary. When Zechariah's week of service in the temple was over, he returned home. Soon afterward, his wife, Elizabeth, became pregnant and went into seclusion for five months. "'How kind the Lord is!' she exclaimed. "'He has taken away my disgrace of having.'" Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High Lord of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. and is now in her sixth month, for the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea, to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. Mary responded, Oh, Mary stayed with Elizabeth about three months and then went back to her own home. When it was time for Elizabeth's baby to be born, she gave birth to a son. And when her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had been merciful to her, everyone rejoiced with her. When the baby was eight days old, they all came for the circumcision ceremony. They wanted to name him Zechariah after his father. But Elizabeth said, no, his name is John. What? They exclaimed, there is no one in all your family by that name. So they used gestures to ask the baby's father what he wanted to name him. He motioned for a writing tablet, and to everyone's surprise, he wrote, his name is John. Instantly, Zechariah could speak again, and he began praising God. Awe fell upon the whole neighborhood, and the news of what had happened spread throughout the Judean hills. Everyone who heard about it reflected on these events and asked, What will this child turn out to be? For the hand of the Lord was surely upon him in a special way. Then his father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and gave this prophecy. Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has visited and redeemed his people. He has sent us a mighty Savior from the royal line of his servant David just as he promised, through his holy prophets long ago. Now we will be saved from our enemies and from all who hate us. He has been merciful to our ancestors by remembering his sacred covenant, the covenant he swore with an oath to our ancestor Abraham. We have been rescued from our enemies so we can serve God without fear, in holiness and righteousness for as long as we live. And you, my little son, will be called the prophet of the Most High, because you will prepare the way for the Lord. You will tell his people how to find salvation through forgiveness of their sins. Because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us, to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide us to the path of peace. John grew up and became strong in spirit, and he lived in the wilderness until he began his public ministry in Israel. Luke 2 The Birth of Jesus. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. Um, All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census, and because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no lodging available for them. the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. And, um, yeah, I realized halfway through I didn't update the translation of my Bible. <laughs> it was, like, weird. It was confusing. I usually use the, um, NASB. I guess this is the NLT. It's a little different. But the best translation of the Bible is the translation of the Bible that you actually read. <laughs> that is the best translation of the Bible. Um, and then we'll read real quick Matthew one eighteen, the birth of Jesus, the Messiah. And I guess we'll just keep, we'll just keep on going. We'll keep going in the NLT, even though it's kind of weird to me. The angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. Which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. But he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born. And Joseph named him Jesus Emmanuel. Now, isn't that just great? Isn't that just great? Isn't that just beautiful? Now, we're going to talk about the unlikely characters caught up in the story of Jesus' birth. First up, first up in line, we're going to talk about Zechariah. Z-E-C-H-A-R-I-A-H. Zechariah. Not one of the most popular characters involved here. Not usually the guy you hear about, like on uh, cartoons and movies and whatnot. He's not usually in like the, um, I'm blanking on the name of it. It's not depicted in the scenes of the of the manger, right? And the animals and the shepherds and the, the, the uh, hay basket, <laughs> cradle. Um, usually don't think about poor little Zechariah and Elizabeth very often. But he's first, and he's important here. Not the most important, but he is important, and he is first. And he's a man who has put through a painful providence and who persevered through it. He went through not a punishment, but a process, one that made him better and more prepared to fulfill the important role he was going to play moving forward. And like I touched on in my last stream, if y'all were here for that, or if you listen to this at a later date, you're going through the streams and you're coming from the last one called Heartbreak, Uh, it isn't important just to know that God is purifying you in the painful seasons. It is most important to know that you are precious to Him and only precious things with great value go through a purification process at all, right? God allows those who are precious to Him to experience painful situations for our own benefit. And I'm not going to keep ranting about everything I said last stream, really, but Job 23, 8 through 10, powerful verse, reads, When He has tried me, I shall come out as gold. Again, only valuable, precious things are put through purification processes. And in the end, we come out as pure, as beautiful, as useful, and as valuable as gold. Now, Zechariah had a problem. He was a righteous and blameless man, but he had no child. And he and his wife were old at this moment in history. So the prospect of making one seemed impossible. They were from the right families, doing the right things, and both walked blamelessly before the Lord. They were all in for God, but they didn't receive what they wanted most. And like Zechariah, things often don't add up fairly for us either. We often feel like we are not equally compensated for our good works, um, that we aren't rewarded for doing right and being right very often. And we tend to want to calculate our blessings. You know, when the math isn't mathing properly, when uh, we aren't receiving the things we want or feel that we deserve um, for all the good things that we do, right? It is uh, easy for us to fall into doubt and despair. It's very easy. But this story is an example of how, is an example for us as to how to handle it all, right? When the math isn't mathing, how do we handle it all? When the angel appeared, fear fell upon Zechariah, and he is informed that his prayers have been heard, that the Messiah will be coming, and that a baby of his own will be born. Zechariah can't seem to believe this, despite it coming from a messenger of God. And he essentially asks for a sort of prove it sign, and uh, Gabriel decides to give him exactly what he asked for. Um, Gabriel proved it. (laughs) Zechariah was like, put up or shut up. And Gabriel was like, here, I'm going to put up and you are going to shut up. (laughs) Here, I'm going to put up and that's going to involve you shutting up for a while. Um, (laughs) And it's confusing and I'm not going to get too much into it. I'll just kind of discuss it kind of in general terms. But um, this question from Zechariah towards the angel Gabriel isn't from the same heart posture as Mary. And we'll get to that shortly. Um, But... Yeah, God sent the angel Angel Gabriel directly, um, an angel who hadn't appeared, I think, until since Daniel, 500, 600 years before this. Um, But God chose this man, this man, this angel specifically to deliver very big, very important news to mankind. Um, And uh, for Zechariah's doubts, Gabriel went ahead and hit the mute button on the boy. (laughs) <laughs> went ahead and hit the mute button as punishment, right? He got that proof, it, proof he wanted, even though it wasn't a favorable result. This, uh, this prized and precious man who was given an important role to play in God's beautiful plan was still put through a difficult situation, a purification process, and a painful providence. Like Job, Zechariah here is being purified and being made more valuable more aware and ready for the plans that God has in store for him. Like precious metals being cast into the fire. Zechariah was made better. He was made more valuable, more pure, and more prepared for the amazing things that were ahead for him. Right? The amazing things in store for him going forward. God is always engaged, working, mysterious, and gracious. He is working in every single detail of our lives, He is answering our prayers, and He is there always. We might not see Him, or hear Him, or get the results that we want from Him, but He is there, and He is always preparing you for the great things to come. There is always a whole lot going on in our lives that we just aren't going to understand. And there's a lot of you-don't-knows happening in our lives and in our walk with God. Through it all, have faith and peace Place your trust in Him throughout all the mystery and confusion, the struggles, and the pains. It is in the tough times where God does His greatest works. His greatest works are in our tough times. Through all the painful providences, that is where God's light and His love shines the brightest and is felt the greatest. Could it be that through this painful season, God is doing great things for you? Whatever painful season that may be, whenever it may be happening to you right now, to you in the past, in you in the future. Could it be that great things are happening for you through that, through that all? That, you know, what is best for you, um, that what is best for you is actually happening regardless of how you're feeling or how it whether you do or don't want it. Right. Are you receiving the real blessing this Christmas season? Not what you want, not the gifts you want, you know, like I want Santa to bring me this or that. (laughs) I want my boyfriend to give me this. I can't believe my mom didn't buy me that one toy or whatever. (laughs) Like I'm speaking to children right now. But are you receiving the actual true blessings this Christmas season? The real gift that is grace and mercy. That the Messiah has come and that the Holy Spirit can now be received. Are you aware of that blessing upon your life this Christmas season. Val in the chat, what's going on, Val? Hope all is well, Merry Christmas to you. Amen to that. Had a, we'll get it. second unlikely character is Mary, we'll get to her in a second. But uh, yeah, Val, Val goes to my church. Um, This morning I went to a different church because there's a big, awesome service at another church that I used to work at and go to, and I still go to a Bible study there. It's a long story, but they have an awesome, big candlelight ceremony. It was cool. It was great. It was beautiful. I went to that this morning instead of my actual church, and my good friend um, from that church went with us. Went with another, some other friends. Sat together. It was awesome. It was beautiful. Again, as we're leaving, we're like kind of like talking about and feeling guilty about like, man, we're not actually going to like our church today that's kind of ah man it's kind of rough like we did technically go to church (laughs) but i didn't go to my church you know i'm like oh it's okay it's fine you know and then of course like who who pulls up but trey who's been on my stream before trey bonds who also goes to my church him and his wife pull up in the parking lot and like all three of us were standing there kind of like awkwardly like is it bad that all of us (laughs) is bad that every one of us just skipped our actual church this morning to come to this church service instead no is it yes is it and I'm like holding Starbucks, I'm holding the Starbucks thing in my, in my hand. And I'm like, ah, just don't look at me hold the Satan cup. And Trey like lifts up his own Satan cup, <laughs> lifts up his own thing. Like, okay, let's just forget this all ever happened, except for a couple hours later when Sean's going to retell the story on a live stream for everyone to see <laughs> here right now and forever going forward. But it's just funny. It's funny and sad. It's like, yeah, man, we're, we're going to church. We're being together. We're embracing the moment. We're doing a candle lighting ceremony together with hundreds, hundreds, if not thousands of people together at the same time from our community. It was beautiful. It was great. We were connected to God. We were loving and praising and worshiping the Lord our God. Right. It was great. There's nothing bad about what happened. But you can't help not feeling a little guilty that you didn't go to your own church on Sunday morning, Christmas Eve morning. You know? So all that being said, Val, hope you're doing well. <laughs> hope you're doing well. Hope you went to church this morning. Hope it was great. Shout out Redemption City Church in Franklin, Tennessee. Shout out Jed Coppinger, greatest pastor on this side of heaven. Um, but yeah, I missed service this morning and I felt bad about it. So back to the stream. <laughs> back to the stream. y'all. let's get to the second unlikely character in the story. Mary. Mother Mary. Holy Mother Mary. She was um, an amazing example of exactly what to do. She adjusted faithfully when God changed her plans. Big time change of plan moment for a uh, little girl out in the middle of nowhere. She was an amazing example and a reminder for us that God only has great things in store for us, even when those plans disrupt and derail our own selfish wants and desires. Change of plans moments can be exciting. They are often unwanted. <laughs> if our plans are being changed, oftentimes that's unwanted. Sometimes it's exciting and what, what we want, better things on the horizon, kind of thing. But when walking with God, these change of plans moments are always, always, without question, for the best. Mary was getting ready to be married, become an adult and maybe one day have children with a noble and well-regarded man in the community and probably wanted to raise those children well, right? She probably had a lot of friends and family in her small town of Nazareth who loved her and she probably wanted to be just a respected and contributing member of the community. You know, Psalms 31, Psalms 30 woman, Proverbs 31 woman, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Proverbs 31, woman. Um, Kent Hughes. This is a quote from Kent Hughes. I just like this. Pastor brought this up a couple weeks ago. Pastor at my church I didn't attend this morning said this a few few weeks ago. A quote from Kent Hughes. From all indicators, her life would not be extraordinary. She would marry humbly, give birth to numerous poor children, never travel farther than a few miles from home, and one day die like thousands of others before her, a nobody in a nothing town in the middle of nowhere. But yet here we are today, talking about her, appreciating her, thanking her, admiring her. Because when God came to her with a mission, with a drastic change of her plans, she answered the call. She answered the Lord, her God, faithfully and obediently. She walked into the great plans that God had in store for her, and we all benefited greatly from it. She was surprised to be called, but she responded with courage and resiliency, determination and trust. Gabriel says, Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. And that's actually why I noticed I was reading the wrong translation there because this one um, the NLT says Greetings, O favored woman the Lord is with you. That kind of stood out because from the two different translations I was reading Gabriel says Greetings, O favored one the Lord is with you. Exclamation point. And we'll get to that in a little bit too. And I will say I was going to say earlier I guess I don't thought I said it but I realize now I didn't say it. All of this too is basically paraphrased from and kind of taken from sermons that my pastor at my church has been given over the last few weeks. So shout out Jed Coppinger again. Uh, best pastor this side of heaven. <laughs> but uh, I'm covering it my own way with my own words. My own take on this. My own order. But generally paraphrased and general ideas taken from Jed. Shout out Jed. Merry Christmas. <laughs> so Gabriel says, Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you! Exclamation point. This is the passage where we get the Hail Mary from. The word favored here is the same word used here is the same word for grace. Not meaning that she is the dispenser of grace. Gabriel is saying that she has been graced. A recipient of Grace, for the Lord is with her, and this is good news! Exclamation point. She wasn't a normal child, and um, this wasn't just another moment in time. This was a world changing event placed onto a little girl from a nowhere place. She responded to this radical change, of course, with faith and obedience. A little girl in a small stable doing something miraculous that would change the course of all mankind forever. I think it was Lucy in uh, the Chronicles of Narnia wrote or said, in our world too, a stable once had something inside it that was bigger than our whole world. And, uh, oh yes, it was. (laughs) Oh yes. Something in a small stable, a gentle and lowly person in a small stable, would go on to be bigger and more important than our whole world. Mary asks how all this is possible, and Gabriel answers her in a positive way, unlike Zechariah, who again had the mute button pressed on him. Because some questions in the Bible come from unbelief or even like a seeking to condemn, while other questions do come from a genuine heart seeking clarity or reassurance. Gabriel responds to her question with good news, that God is working here and that great things are on the way. If only she has faith and responds obediently. And all Mary knows in this moment is that things are about to be very different for her, (laughs) that her life was about to be drastically, drastically altered, and yet she chose to remain faithful and obedient. This was about to bring upon her life a lot of social unrest, physical pain, doubts and slander from her community, her family, her friends, and even you know the potential disapproval or even separation from her future husband. But, but, Mary trusted in the Lord her God anyways. She put aside her own wants and plans for the sake of doing right and being right. For the sake of God and following the righteous path laid before her, not rebelling and choosing her own way. And sorry to all my Catholic brothers and sisters here. Uh, This probably isn't the stream for (laughs) y'all. We're going to get to some other things later, also. But uh, these things kind of do need to be addressed here. God uses broken and undeserving people to carry out his will, God uses broken and undeserving people to carry out his will. And that is an amazing and beautiful thing, right? Mary wasn't worthy. She wasn't important. She wasn't magical. She wasn't perfect. But yet God chose her anyways. And that's beautiful. That's amazing. She responded faithfully and obediently for a ridiculously big call for like the biggest craziest thing ever she responded faithfully and obediently and for that she should be respected and admired but she wasn't perfect she's not a dispenser of grace she didn't remain a virgin forever there's certain things that the catholic church has kind of twisted and manipulated about her to make her seem almost perfect or godlike um Yeah, and I mean, that's a whole long stream of of stuff, but all that is really important about Mary, maybe not all, but what is most important about her is she responded faithfully, she responded obediently, and for that, she should be respected, she should be appreciated, emulated and thanked, but not worshipped. Don't lose sight of the fact that Mary was a sinful human being, born into a world without a savior, by sinful parents... And was a girl who needed grace. And remember also that you too need the mercy and grace found only in the one that was born from this insignificant girl in a nowhere place 2,000 years ago. Like Mary, you need to be ready for God's change of plans moments and embrace the changes that will mess up your life in a beautiful way. Embrace the changes. That God puts puts upon your life that will mess you up, mess your life up in a beautiful way. And our third unlikely character, there's going to be a fourth, but third in line here, is Joseph. Oh, Joseph. A man who showed uncommon loyalty, courageous faith, and sacrificial love. A man with an unwanted decision thrust upon him. Like Joseph, God will put us in places where we will also need to make uncomfortable choices. We will need to sacrifice and take risks for the sake of doing the right thing. With the news of Mary's pregnancy, Joseph is faced with a lot of choices. (laughs) To break the betrothal and essentially divorce and abandon this now pregnant girl in their small town and face some shame and embarrassment as a man in the community who should have prevented this from happening in the first place or to go through with the marriage anyways and take on a lifetime of serious shame and very real embarrassment and a very dark permanent stain on his life um, where a life where he is seen as a faithful and good man in the community he will be seen as an embarrassment to those around him, to his family, right? To all the future children he may have. He would forever be marked as a weak and broken man, a failure of a man. He is put in a very bad situation here, right? And Satan's whispers must have been really, really, really loud. Satan's little whispers, his little demonic whispers must have been very loud in his ear to just leave and abandon this girl, which is why he considers divorcing her, but kind of at the same time wants to do it quietly and gently, right? He wants to do right with her, but also those satanic whispers about, man, your whole life's going to be messed up. You're going to forever be marked as an embarrassment. Like You are, you are walking into a really bad situation that's going to forever mark you as unfaithful, as a failure. And likely even mark your children and their children as well. Like you're setting up the rest of your life and your children's lives to be marked with shame. And those satanic whispers had to be very loud in his ear. But one of the most important things that Joseph did, one of the most important things Joseph did in the story, was fell asleep. (laughs) He fell asleep and had a dream where he was approached by an angel and given clarity. And the most, the most important thing he did was listen and obey in that dream, during that dream. Maintaining his faith and patience, acting courageously and righteously despite his circumstances. Joseph did as the Lord commanded, not suggested, and he modeled righteous masculinity for us all in the process. God's word reveals that Joseph and Mary did not have sexual relations with each other until Jesus was born. Sorry again, Catholic brothers and sisters out there. I love y'all. You know I love y'all. But Mary was not a virgin for life, or forever, as she and Joseph did go on to have more children. And as the word explains, they didn't have sexual relations until... It doesn't necessarily mean it, but it basically implies that, yes, they did have marital relations after Jesus was born. And the proof that they had that Jesus had brothers, plural, implies that it did happen. So I'm sorry, Catholics. I'm sorry. I know your priests don't like that. (laughs) I know your church doesn't like to admit this and your priests won't admit it and they'll have excuses and whatever. But Mary was not a virgin for life or forever. Jesus had brothers. (laughs) and that isn't blasphemous, and it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all. Mary lived an amazing life. She was an amazing mother, a great mother, and she raised good, healthy, righteous children. She raised the Lord our God in flesh, right? And her husband was there all along, all along in that journey that she lived, providing for her, protecting her, and sacrificing for her joseph believed it was more important to do the right thing than it was to to do the comfortable thing he did the right thing no matter the cost his obedience to god cost him the right to value his own reputation are you that kind of man are you that kind of woman when doing the right thing isn't a good thing for your family or friends your career advancement or your social status Do you still obey God when consequences are great? When you can lose everything? Do you say, yes, Lord, I will. Ask yourself that. Are you that kind of man? Are you that kind of woman? Joseph was a man whose biggest problem wasn't all of the disrupted plans. An unwanted pregnancy or a loss of social status, his biggest problem was God's opinion of him. That's the problem he took seriously. He endured, he sacrificed, he put it all in the line for doing the right thing and bringing God glory, not himself. Joseph's decision didn't make sense in the moment to those around him, but they were the correct choices. We can look back now and admire and respect his choices, Um, We can view them as like the obvious choice to make or the easy choice to make, right? But to him at that time, (laughs) these were like totally life-altering, career-destroying, family-destroying, family-disrupting choices that he made confidently and courageously, right? One of the best things he did was fall asleep. The next best thing he did was he obeyed. He obeyed what God told him to do. And me and you also, me, Sean, and you, viewer or listener, also are going to have wild and crazy decisions to make. Right now, like right now in this moment, in your in your walk, in your season right now, whatever season you're in right now, or soon, we will have wild and crazy decisions to make for the sake of the Lord our God. We will be faced with mang. With making big decisions for the sake of the Lord, at the expense of our own wants and our own desires, our status and our things will need to be left behind. And um, we need to just focus on doing right and being right above all else. Be willing in those moments to let go of our own safety and our own stuff in the here and now For the sake of eternal rewards and bringing God glory, the only one who deserves it, the one who truly deserves it. And before we move on, the last thing I'll say about Joseph here, my dudes, my dude. Listen up, bros. I'm speaking to the fellas. Fellas, listen up. Joseph was loving and kind, righteous and noble. He reflected the character of our father in heaven and he was chosen to raise his son here on earth for that reason my dudes listen up dudes we need to embody and become more and become more like joseph daily right i mean obviously seek to be christ like become more christ like but also embody and become a more joseph kind of man a righteously masculine man that sacrifices and stewards Who seeks God's word in times of dilemma and hardship, who lives faithfully and nobly, is honest and brave, strong and gentle, who loves and sacrifices for those around him unconditionally. A man with courageous faith, willing to let go of whatever it is we are holding on to for comfort and security, right? We need to be courageous and willing to let go of whatever it is we're clinging to for that false illusion, that false feeling of hope and security and love. Like uh, little Linus in that clip, right? Be willing to wholeheartedly cling instead to the Lord our God in all of his right ways. I'll just go ahead and play that clip again, a little Linus clip. Be like little Linus in this clip, willing to let go of your your comfort blanket, knowing that the Lord your God is with you, walking with you, working in your life, there for you, and has great things in store for you just around the corner. Play that clip again real quick. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. And so the last, the fourth and last unlikely character we're going to discuss today is us. (laughs) Plot twist, it's us, right? Over 2,000 years ago, Emmanuel, also called the Christ, changed the world forever in that tiny little manger outside of Bethlehem. Our God became flesh, and humanity watched prophecies unfold as hope was born. Jesus, our Emmanuel, provided hope that sin and death wouldn't always win, and mankind wouldn't always feel so painfully alone. Emmanuel. I guess it's. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna do it justice, but it's like M Hanu L, M Hanu L. Im is with, Hanu, us, El, God. Im, with, Hanu, us, El, is God. God is with us, Emmanuel. He is now with us. He wasn't before the birth, right? The reason for the season is the birth of Christ because God is now with us. His spirit is now with us. Thanks to all of the unlikely people who acted obediently and faithfully to bring it about, right? Mary's bad news became good news. Joseph's bad news became good news. This miraculous birth made it so that God with us was no longer a judgment, but God with us is now and forevermore comfort. It is hope. It is life. It is love. It is light, right? Luke 1, 28, again. Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you, exclamation point. And that exclamation point is emphasizing amazing news. That the Lord is now with us. The Lord is with you, exclamation point. Gabriel was sent to announce that, It is time. It is finally time. These people have been waiting thousands and thousands and thousands of years at that time, at that point in time. Hundreds and hundreds of years in exile, in physical, you know, immediate exile. And for thousands and thousands and thousands of years since the fall, since Genesis 3, had been waiting to be reunited with the Lord, right? Gabriel was sent to announce that salvation is upon us now and that rejoicing should follow! Exclamation point, right? Before this moment, God's people had been trusting in themselves, distant from God and living in darkness, putting their faith in anything and anyone that might deliver them from their current circumstances. When God asked them for trust in Him, Instead, they gave it over to false idols and temporary relief and fleeting comforts like we still do today. (laughs) This isn't a new thing. Nothing new under the sun, right? But God promised to restore our joy and provide us with hope. And whether or not the 25th of December was the exact day he was born, it is the day that we choose to celebrate it. And all the lights, the stars, the fires we use in our celebrations can be seen by some as pagan or materialistic, right? But um, they're also symbols of the greatest moment in human history. When a sun was born and a light was cast out into the darkness that plagues this earth. For now, those living in darkness have a light. We don't have to look inward at ourselves anymore anymore we can look out to the light of the world at the north star we can look out at the north star that will guide us home when things are when things are tough right when times are bad when times are challenging when our plans are disrupted when our hearts are broken and when our painful providences arise in our lives right when difficult decisions need to be made that um That light of God is with us now and forevermore, right? We are no longer stuck in the darkness of this world. We now have a light, a north star to guide us back home to Him, to love, to peace, to rest, to eternal reunion with Him. And um, life to the max. (laughs) Oh, sevens, what's going on? Merry, Merry Christmas says uh life to the max says hey merry christmas to all can't say can't stay but saw you were live sean glory to christ our savior glory to god in the highest thanks life to the mask max love you hope santa brought you all the presents that you asked for this year and uh hope you're doing well hope you and hope you and the family are doing well um your sister if she's still in hawaii i think right or is it north carolina I think it's North Carolina, right? She just moved there with her husband. Hope she's doing well. Hope your brother that <laughs> calls me John- Sean Connery, <laughs> Sean Johnnery, <laughs> is doing well. And hope you're doing well. Hopefully, I'll see you again uh, next year if uh, Stephen doesn't no- Stephen Ignoramus does another one of those music festivals. But until then, have a merry merry Christmas. Oh, in the chat. Brighton eyes bright on eyes bright oh nice gives me like a little dancing thing in the chat shout out don't know who you are never seen you before but shout out we love our twitch viewers we love our twitch viewers (laughs) that pop in the chat my one designated token twitch viewer I got three today which is weird shout out twitch viewers what's going on Merry Christmas twitch We'll wrap things up here last rant hopefully this ties everything together and we leave on a good note here and then we'll play one last one last clip we'll call it a day and we'll go have a holly jolly Christmas with our families and friends. Um, but we'll talk about this more when we start going through the Bible and we get around eventually to the book of Matthew but Matthew starts off hot right? Matthew 1, first chapter of Matthew, starts off hot. It's crazy. We're going to have to spend a lot of time on it when we get to that. Because it talks about the lineage of Jesus. And that bloodline of Jesus is dysfunctional at best. It's full of adulterers, prostitutes, murderers, sinners of all kinds. The people in that first chapter of Matthew are exactly the point of the next 27 Chapters that follow in the book of Matthew. That broken people need to be put back together. And that the one who can and will do that came that faithful day in a tiny little manger outside of Bethlehem. And who would go on to do wonderful things, teach important lessons, and take on the death 33, 33 years later that each and every single one of us actually deserves. Jesus came from a messy, dysfunctional, embarrassing, and sinful bloodline. And Matthew deliberately explains this all right off the bat to showcase very clearly that Jesus came from sinners for sinners. Jesus came from sinners for sinners. Which again is why important, what is important not to make Mary out to be perfect. She was a sinner who needed grace. So was everyone else that preceded Jesus. Mankind are sin. We are born into sin, which is why we need Jesus. The reason for the season is that we need salvation for our sins. And Jesus came from a bloodline full of sinners for sinners, for you, for me. God came down as a man for all mankind that we may now repent and turn away from who we were what we have done and are now able to instead turn towards him and towards his right ways we now have the chance to humbly admit that we blew it that we were wrong that we were weak that we were broken that we did heinous and even evil things right but that we want to overcome it all now and be made new in Him and through Him. We all have blown it. We all are empty and reckless and hopeless and unable to fix or remedy our own situation. We can't get ourselves out of the hole that we have dug ourselves into on our own, with our own strength, our own wisdom, right? We all need someone to reach down their hand and offer us a chance out of it all. And that someone is the one who made and sustained you, loves and longs for you to return home. That is Emmanuel. That is God with you. God now with you. And that is the true Christmas story, that God sent his very own son to earth to take on flesh and live among us, to experience our hurts, our pains, our struggles and burdens, He taught us, rebuked us, he led us, and cared for us. And most importantly, he loved us so much. He loved us so much that he sacrificed his own life for us. He took on the punishment that we, that you and I, truly deserve and set us free from the bondage of sin and emptiness, failure and pain, ease and stupidity, hopelessness, and despair. He set us free from it all. And now we have joy! Exclamation point! (laughs) We have joy! We now have hope! Exclamation point. His birth, Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, that birth was the long-awaited moment when hope has arrived and death is defeated when our chains are broken and salvation is available for our many sins. So, greetings, O favored one! The Lord is with you! The Lord is with you! The Holy Spirit calls to us, as it did to Mary 2,000 years ago, towards salvation and a spiritual reunion with God. We all now have a hope, and a promise, and a truth. And what do you do with that? What do you do with that? What does that look like for you? What does that look like for you? What does Emmanuel, God with us, look like for you? Where is your source of light, and where is it leading you? Where, what, what is your source of light and where is it leading you? Is it your own false idol? Is it your comforts? Is it your false illusions of safety and stuff? Is it someone? Is it, a, is it a person? Or is your source of light the true source of light and love and life, right? And where is it leading you? Is it leading you somewhere good or is it leading you somewhere bad? And God is with you. Last question. We'll end here. We'll wrap things up. My last little question for you to ponder and think about is God is with you. Are you with him? Emmanuel, God is with you. God is with us. But are you with him? Truly. And what is your source of light and where is it leading you? So that's it. Um, Yeah, this can be it. I was considering reading the Jesus Storybook Bible again, but I feel like this is my fourth, either my third or fourth Christmas, and we've read it on every single other stream. So if you want to hear me read the Jesus Storybook Bible, the second best book ever written, the second best book ever written, the Jesus Storybook Bible. Um, If you want to hear me read the amazing books about the reason for the season, go back on my page, wherever you're watching this or listening to this and find my other two or I think three, I think three total previous streams that I did on or around Christmas about Christmas. And I'm pretty sure two of them I read um, from the Jesus storybook Bible. I was going to do it again, but uh, I just don't want to bore you guys. I don't want to take up too much time. My, my thought was if if this if this ran a little short, we'd read some, but we're at about an hour ten. That's going to be good. That's going to be it. I'll let y'all get back to your family and friends this beautiful Christmas Eve. Um, so yeah, that's going to be it. I'll shut up. <laughs> JonathanCorey.com, LibertyLinks.io, slash JonathanCorey. Follow, subscribe, rate, review. Share this with your friends. Share this with your enemies. Um... Yeah. Tune in, follow me. I might do a gaming stream or two next week. There are some games I want to check out, but also because I haven't been gaming on my computer in like two years, I have to like re-download Steam and it's not letting me. (laughs) So if I can't load it, I can't stream. We're not going to be streaming. If so, what I usually do is I play video games, typically like civilization or war strategy games, and we listen to sermons. So if so, I'll post on my social media. So uh, stay tuned to my Instagram, my Telegram, my Gab, my Social Galactic pages for uh, updates on if and when I'll be streaming. Um, I got more good news for my dude streams coming out over the course of the next few weeks and month or two. So stay tuned for those. Follow my TikTok and my Instagram for those. There's also a YouTube channel for it, but no one follows that. I uh, will not be back with another one of these streams um, until later on in January, but uh, you got two here. You got two two streams here in one week. Lucky y'all, two streams in one week after uh, basically half a year of no streams at all. So you're well. You're welcome out there. Don't worry. Don't worry. You're welcome. No need to say it. You're welcome. Um, But with that, we're gonna play one last clip. We're gonna end on another song here from the Petersons. Again, go subscribe to them on YouTube. Show them love, they're amazing. Beautiful angels singing beautiful songs. And they have really good Christmas covers. So if you like their Christmas, if you like good Christmas music, they do really good Christmas covers of amazing Christmas songs. And they have uh, at least one, I think maybe a couple like full shows on their YouTube page of just them playing Christmas songs. So if you need something in the background of like your family opening presents or something, find and follow the Petersons, shout out to them. Um, But with that, we're gonna end it. I love you guys, I love all you guys. Make sure to do good, be good, love and be loved. Make sure to hug and kiss your loved ones this Christmas and beyond. Um, And have joy and hope in the fact that your Lord is here. God is here with us now and always and that is truly the greatest news the good news is that god is with us emmanuel so with that i love you guys there's nothing you can do about that i love you have a happy new year have a merry christmas thank you for tuning in stay tuned for more stuff shortly might might do some gaming streams again stay tuned for that um yeah and with that, we'll play this, and we will end the stream. If I can, if I can find it. There we
0: God go. God rest ye merry gentlemen Let nothing you dismay Remember Christ our Savior Was born on Christmas Day To save us all from Satan's power When we were gone astray Oh, tidings of comfort and joy Comfort and joy Oh, tidings of comfort and joy to certain shepherds brought tidings of the same how that in bethlehem was born a son of god by